I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the middle of the week. It is a new day. It is a great week of Major League Baseball, and you are listening to the best Major League Baseball podcast there is, and you're listening to the best gambling podcast there is. You're listening to the best podcast there is. That's right. Welcome to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, along with my man, Ryan Horvath. Ryan, it is early in the morning here on Wednesday. I'm in Chicago. You're in D.C. I went to a White Sox game last night. My first time at Guaranteed Rate Stadium. Dude, I love that park. Dude, my uh, you should have told me. My cousin, literally, if you go back, runs the concessions there. The food is tremendous. In fact, it's funny that you bring that up, man, because now they have the bone of beef. And as you know, I love a good Italian beef. Bone of beef, I rate them number three. They get a number three because Tony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo owns a couple in the Chicagoland area, but Pertillo's will always be my number one. You're in Chicago. You need to visit. Last night during the broadcast, they were doing like cutaway scenes, watching uh, the people prepare the Italian beefs and just showing all the concession food. And I was really jealous. And you got a great game. You got a great pitching matchup. You got Dylan Cease against Justin Verlander. You got a rare, I'm kidding, White Sox victory. They're still alive, man. The Sox. That's a big one last night. Not just still alive. What are they, game out right now? And keep that in mind. On top of that, they've won five in a row. And I know what you guys are thinking. Well, three were against the Tigers. Yes, three were against the Tigers. But the Tigers did beat the Guardians last night in controversial fashion. We'll talk about that, of course. We got to talk about uh, the hottest teams in baseball and maybe the uh, quote-unquote best teams in baseball that have gone incredibly cold. So, so much to cover today. Really excited to be here. And again, my I, I haven't been to Chicago in a while. I'm really digging this. And you're talking about the concession stands. Where do I need to go for that concession stand for that Italian beef? Because I haven't had the, the Chicago Italian beef that everyone's been talking about yet. Yeah. And I am going to tonight's Chicago White Sox game too. Oh, yeah. So if they still have the craft cave with all the craft beers, you got to make your way down there. And then there's a bunch of different places, but you got to find that bone of beef. And I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen that in there yet because man, I haven't been there. Oh, in like four years. In fact, I've been to Wrigley one time in the last three years, as you know, I'm actually boycotting. And it's funny that you bring up Chicago. I'm stuck here in hell, AKA uh, DC on the East coast, where there is no Italian beef or Chicago style dogs or, you know, regular human beings that when you open up a door, they say thank you, or maybe they hold it back for you. Just the rudest people on the East Coast. But um, 
So the Cubs are in town here. <laughs> I don't wait, wait, wait. To be fair, I'm from Los Angeles and I've de- dealt with a decent amount of rude people in my day. But it's funny. I always tell people because I it's so weird because I'm in Chicago and this is a common thing that is always said to me. You're like, oh, so where are you from? I'm like, Los Angeles. And like, oh, uh, but where are you actually from? I said, Los Angeles. And they're like, you are? I said, yeah. yeah. Like, wow, you are the rarest breed there is. I said, I know. A Los Angeles person that actually is from there is like, everyone moves to Los Angeles. I was like, it's always the, it, like, the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase that movie. But he's like, it's like somebody took the, the United States from the East Coast and shook it. And all the normal people hold on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Great reference. Great reference early in the morning. But so the funny thing is, man, is I realized yesterday uh the cubs tom ricketts jed hoyer i know they're saying that they're gonna go in and spend some money next off season and let me tell you why i don't buy it i'm here in washington dc at nats park two terrible baseball teams played a baseball game last night the chicago cubs and the washington nationals the only reason i had any interest was because it was patrick corbin night and you know it's always fade patrick corbin but it got a little interesting luckily the cubs do win cash that money line ticket but everywhere i was walk everywhere i walked Cubs hats, Sandberg jerseys, Tony Rizzo jerseys, Chris Bryant jerseys, a Javi Baez jersey. Cubs fans everywhere. They travel everywhere. Look at Wrigley Field. There's not an empty seat at Wrigley. There won't be an empty seat at Wrigley coming up this week. And it doesn't matter that they're, what, 25 games below 500? I haven't checked the standings. I it's like to t- it's not good. good. How about that? But people are going to continue to spend money. So why? what's the motivation for Ricketts to ever spend any money? Because yeah. he doesn't care about this baseball team. It's it's just a hot it's anyway, nobody cares, but um I'm oh, jealous. You know, you know what would make him care? He could look at his profit margins from 2016 and compare it to 2022. And yes, he's doing just fine in 2022. But I have a feeling 2016 was a very, very profitable year for the Chicago oh, yeah. Cubs. It was the greatest year of my life. I wish I could do you ever wish that you could just go back to like one year of your life? And a lot yes. of people are like, well, when I first met my wife or when my child was born or my senior year in college or senior year of high school, football, baseball. No, I just go back to 2016, but I would enjoy. Listen. So the, I, I agree with one thing that uh, Phil Jackson said in the book, uh, Sa- uh, sacred hoops, the journey is the reward. I was, I remember going into the all-star break. There was a stretch where they lost like 11 of 12, man. And I was so pissed off. I couldn't even enjoy those two weeks. But, man, that's part of the baseball season. They were down 3-1 in the World Series to Cleveland. You know, they come back, game seven. Raji Davis hits that two-run shot to tie the game. I felt like I just wanted to drop to the ground and die. But it was all part of the uh, journey, and it was all part of of the reward. I wish I could just go back to that year and enjoy it because I'm never going to get that ever again. It's going to be another years, and I'll be dead. Ryan, that game seven, I mean, that's the game seven. Like, that was the greatest, one of the greatest games ever watched. And you know what I got to do? I was playing winter ball at the time in Venezuela, and I was stuck in a hotel room in Caracas watching it on what I can only assume was a 1978 Zenith television. And uh, I couldn't leave my hotel because of the riots going on outside. Just an all-around interesting, interesting night. For me. Dexter Fowler, leadoff <laughs> homer. I was like, now we go. You go, we go, Dex. And uh-huh. then, uh, man, I, I, might, I might have to break out the World Series DVD this weekend. I get it. I get it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the National League because, listen, the Dodgers have been white hot. White hot. Except last night, by the way, and I couldn't believe yeah. this. 
you know, Craig Kimbrell is a problem for the Dodgers. And I think the Dodgers know that. They need they need Gratterall back, and they need to get Gratterall into that closer spot, or they need to get Trinan back and put Trinan in that closer spot, or a combination of the two, because here's the problem. This season, apparently, and I didn't know this, Craig Kimbrell is like 0-4 in one-run saves this year, and that is as bad as it gets. That can't happen. Uh, if you're a closer and you need a two-run lead to get a save, you should not be closing. And that is nothing against Craig Kimbrell. It just sounds like this is not the role for him anymore. Yeah, I don't really miss Craig Kimbrell a whole lot, to tell you the truth. I mean, he had one really solid half of a season, and luckily my team, the Cubs, were able to move him. You saw what happened in Chicago. Um, on the other side, on the south side, they didn't really. it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But, yeah, that's the, that's the thing with the Dodgers, man, is uh, they got to figure that out. And then the Walker Bueller news, which I know we haven't seen a whole lot of Walker Bueller, but not having him available for the postseason is really big, obviously, Fun. one of the better starting pitchers. I know where you're going, Saturday or Friday? You're saying, I, I understand they're not going to have Bueller, but they're going to get May back. And apparently, yeah, and apparently, the according to reports, if you want to believe such things, he apparently looks incredible right now. Yeah, that's what I heard, man. And I feel like uh, Dave Roberts was trying to, like, tone that down a little bit because he's like, look, Dustin's coming back, but he's not here to be the savior. It'll be great to have him back in that rotation for the Dodgers, obviously. They're still the scariest team in all of baseball. They're still plus 333 to win the World Series right now. I knew last night seemed a little fishy going against Brandon Woodruff, but still, they almost won that game. It goes to extras. They needed extra innings. The Brewers didn't win that game. Big win for the Brewers, by the way, who are now – plus 200 to win that division. They opened up minus 185. Just a couple weeks back, we were saying you should jump on St. Louis right now. You could still get plus 175 value. And now the Brewers have been in free fall. And obviously, we didn't like the moves that they made at the deadline. Yeah, man, Dodgers still the team to beat, especially when you look at how the postseason would set up. They'd play the winner of the Padres and the Braves, uh, the five and the four, if the postseason were to begin today. And the Padres, obviously, dealing with their own issues. Oof, uh, dude, the Padres. God, have you talked about this? What a what a, a emotional roller coaster this last seven days has been. Um, we have not had a show because uh, we've had a busy week this week. It's been, you yeah. got, unfortunately, sick. I'm over here in Chicago doing a lot of extra work. So we've been having to find time to do the show. So we finally found the time this morning. And we haven't touched on any of this. The Tatis Jr. thing is not only bad, it's an embarrassment, every aspect of it. And it's not going to kill the Padres season, but it's definitely going to put a serious knife into its side. That's for yeah. sure. And right now, the Padres are bleeding quite badly. They've dropped two in a row to the Marlins. I'm not sold they're going to win today with Pablo Lopez on the mound. In fact, I'm going to take the Marlins today with Pablo Lopez on the mound, especially the way his team is swinging the bat. And here's the thing. Soto's doing great since he's joined the day, like phenomenal. Manny Machado has been monstrously good. Everyone else is asleep and I can't believe what I'm seeing. And, it, and it, it's almost the exact moment. The announcement of Tatis happened was the exact moment. The entire baseball was just deflated in that dugout. I mean, just watching these guys play, they have, they are sleepwalking right now. And it is, it's concerning. Were you kind of, were you surprised at all um, about the reaction from his teammates? I mean, obviously they're a little no. disappointed. I think they're pissed. I think they're, they're pissed. pissed off. They kind of threw under the bus. I mean, oh, man, good. 
Yeah, no, I agree, man. Clevenger, he was like, hey, this is the second time he's let us down. What was the first time? Do you remember that he let him down? Yeah, he broke his wrist on a motorcycle accident oh, and lied yeah. about it. And then he was asked which, and then he asked what was it like on the motorcycle accident, and then they said which one. This is a series. The Padres paid him two, $325 million. He was on his way to become the face of baseball, Cody. I mean, he was on the cover of MLB The Show last year, man. And, you know, this year it was Otani, but last year it was Tatis. And, at first, and, and I got to tell you, and this is my honest God, at first I was willing, and I never do this. I never give the benefit of the doubt in these things. I just don't. I don't, if you get caught with that, you did it. But my first thought was, was he stupid enough to take something trying to get back faster? Is that what this was? Same. But. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. After his statement that they put out saying the ringworm thing and th and tr thinking that a, a, a slightly changed misplaced tea to make it a completely different drug and making some weird excuse like that makes me think he's been doing it all along. It honestly does. It makes me think this guy's been cheating since he got to the big leagues. And it would make sense because if you look at his minor league numbers, he was not this guy. He went from hitting like a 190 in double A to being Manny, like to being Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. Um, I am disappointed. I'm I'm blown away with the stupidity of the comments. His father put his father in a suitcase and do not allow him to speak like ever again, the ever again, ever again. Yeah, don't say a word, nothing. Yeah. Um, fire your PR team yeah, immediately. Absolutely. Quite frankly, if your agent had anything to do with the statement, fire your agent. Get, and quite frankly, Padres, get him a handler. This sounds like we're on our way through a Josh Hamilton situation. Yeah, so with him gone for the rest of the year, I like the Dodgers in a series against the Padres. And I also would like the Dodgers in a series against the Braves. Everybody we continue to have on the show keeps hyping up the Braves. And I know the Mets, I, I know their fans are getting a little bit nervous. In fact, both fan bases in New York getting a little bit nervous, but... I, no, I think, not a little bit. Not a little bit. I was yeah, on right. WFN like, on Monday. 30 games above uh, in panic. The, like, listen, I agree. The Yankees need to, need to tighten it up and get it together. They're, they're not playing good baseball. They're playing like crap, yeah. They're playing terrible baseball. But they're 30 games over 500, and just a bad week can lead to everyone calling for Aaron Boone's. Guys, it's the middle of August. There are a lot of teams not playing good that have been playing good, and this team played so good for so long that they gave themselves such a cushion that they've dropped two games in a row to the team that is directly behind them in the standings, but don't, but they're still up by 12 games. Calm down. Yeah, exactly, man. Any concern with the Mets though, just because, okay, if today the season begins, they would play. Wow. The Cardinals or the Phillies. Woo. Cardinals playing good baseball. The Phillies. Uh -huh. The Phillies playing great baseball, and they're going to get Bryce Harper back. I wish they did this in the beginning of the season so I could cash that plus 300 division ticket. But um, the Mets, you know, here's my concern. Injuries, man. Injuries. Well, this week, up. 
They lose Carlos Carrasco, and yesterday was devastating. Uh, I've I've been talking up for a while, especially when I was on WFAN this week. Taiwan Walker has been a superhero for this team. Yeah. This team cannot lose Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker kill, crushes innings, gets outs, and the guy has had like a sneaky 2-5 all season long. Um, really, since since they signed him. I, I'm going to go as far as saying he, I know all the signs that have been splashy. I know Lindor is an incredible player. We know that. We know what a superstar he is. We know what Scherzer is, obviously. Yeah. But the fact that you have Taiwan Walker over there on the deal that they had him on for the last two seasons, pitching the way he has, I would say he has been one of the biggest bargains in Major League Baseball for the past two years. Completely agree. And that's that that sucks right there. Luckily, they do obviously get DeGrom back, and he has looked like DeGrom. Like electric, man. Oh and then God. today they got Scherzer going, but he's going against Odorizzi, so that's going to be a obviously a solid pitching matchup. I think the Mets are going to be just fine. I, I, I really do. These are both playoff teams, teams, though. Like I, They're both playoff teams. And right now... The way things are going in San Diego, there, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. They're, the vibe, something's wrong. Like you can, yeah. they don't look right all of a sudden. Um, and I'm I'm really starting to worry about them. I think they're gonna be okay. I think they're gonna be fine. But like you said, that team that's getting interesting right now is the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, man, they're a lot of fun to watch right now. Um, another exciting game. I, I feel like every night though, it's like they're like the cardiac kids, man. Every game. I feel like I'm sweating it out because I've I've been on the Phillies the last couple nights. Took them on the first five last night. That was an adventure. I just can't wait till Bryce Harper comes back. I don't fully trust the rotation or the bullpen enough to like play a future on them. If anything, actually, and we were looking up how, how or we were looking at how these teams stack up, I'm gonna do something with the Cardinals as much as that pains me. Yeah. I just trust that lineup more. Uh, here's why you should do something with the Cardinals. And uh, as much as it's said ad nauseum, uh, I know yeah. that Paul. Schmidt has been uh, pretty much the MVP so far this season. I'm not, I'm still not believing he's going to end up winning this MVP. I want to make that abundantly clear. Uh, I, I still think there are other guys that are going to eventually come up and take it from him. There is two months. Are, left. I could easily win it, dude, but the problem is Goldschmidt's on his team. And Goldschmidt is just on a tear and a half. Like, he just is. Like, unreal. And if you don't play a Paul Goldschmidt prop today, you're a crazy person. I'm going to play the home run prop. I haven't even seen the number yet because it's too early and the props haven't been put out. I'm going to play a home run prop today on Paul Goldschmidt. Why? He's facing German, uh, He's playing facing Marquez. And by the way, is it Herman Marquez or German Marquez? Because I've heard it both ways and it's been driving me nuts and I want to actually know. I go Herman. Herman. I, I've gone German. Herman. You got Herman? Okay. Yeah. Herman. Herman Marquez. Hey, can I ask you a question, dude? When yeah. he first okay, so when I first fell in love with him, I called him Sandy Alcantara, and I listened to the broadcasts because we do the live look-ins around Major League Baseball. So we go Same to like problem. I've been calling Alcantara guys. too. We go into Alcantara and we go into Alcantara, but it's like split both ways. So which is it? Has anybody ever asked him? That's the thing. Can we start asking the players the the proper? Because pro- I, I want to. Happened? I don't know. I would like to. I would like to be right, and I also, I certainly don't want to offend any player if I mispronunciate their name. That's for sure. Because every, like, for instance, if I'm calling Sandy Alcantara the wrong thing, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I would yes. very much like to call him the correct name. You know what I mean? Dude, just because I'm stupid. I, I mean, we all are. We, 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 we should know the proper pronunciation of Sandy Alcantara's name. When I was covering the Green Bay Packers, you know. Um, there was a Robert, as we called him at the time, Tanyan. And then he had this breakout season where he had double-digit touchdowns, the tight end there. 
and we were interviewing him the next season at training camp. He's like, by the way, my last name is Tunyon. And dude, he had been, it'd been three years where we were just calling him the wrong name. Never said anything. Well, Nobody like, ever asked him. How, how like, did this happen? It's not only that, like, look at this year. Uh, uh, Mark Hanna was on ESPN, mic'd up. And he actually said, yeah, the actual pronunciation is uh, Kanye. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Your last name is Kanye this whole time? Yeah. I am not calling you that now, although that is a sweet name. And if you want to go ahead and just make it one solo name, like Seal, and call yourself Tanya, I'm on board. I will do that. I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. But I digress back to my original point about uh, Paul Goldschmidt against Herman Marquez. Yeah. Uh, he's got a uh, 37 at bats. He's hitting 405. He's got four home runs. He's got another three doubles. If you're not playing a home run plot prop, play a hit prop. If you're not playing a hit prop, play a total basis prop. The total basis prop is 100% going to be to, uh, plus money. You know that. The ba the hits prop, it's either going to be set at half a hit or one and a half hits. If it's at one and a half hits, it's going to be plus money, and I'm going to play that. If it's at half a hit, it's probably going to be negative money. I'm not going to go anywhere near it. But I'm playing Paul, Paul Goldschmidt. All I might play all of them today just for the hell of it. Yeah, that's a good look. I'm going to jump on that one with you, actually, because I don't really have a whole lot of props for today. I mean, we got some good pitching matchups, and there's a lot of games that I like. Had a really good night last night. Obviously, we did get fooled by the Dodgers, but anytime the Dodgers are plus money, you have to take advantage of it. On the money line, I couldn't believe it. I can't. I, I, same here. I mean, not only are the Dodgers winning pretty much every night, but they're covering the run line at a ridiculous rate and just beating up on teams. What do you think about the Brewers two games back? Because I'm out on the Brewers. I remain out on the Brewers, and I see – uh, Mario's got the Giants under them. I'm out on the Giants, too. I'm out on the Giants, completely out on them. I, I'm, it makes me upset to say it. I really wanted them to come competing. Um, but, hey, it, it, stockpile for next year. I think they're going to go after pretty aggressively after Aaron Judge, as they should. And I think they're going to end up getting them. And if they do, just imagine what that's going to do to the dichotomy of the NL West. And keep in mind, the Padres will get Manny Machado. I'm sorry, Fernando Tatis Jr. back next year. We just don't know what that's going to be. And obviously trouble in paradise over with that team. Everybody throwing them under the bus. And when Mike Clevenger is calling you out as being the irresponsible one. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Exactly. Watch out. That's something else. I, I just don't know what to say to you. It's just, this is, this is a, this is devastating for the San Diego Padres. And it wasn't just the team, like seeing AJ Preller go out and put out the step. Like he, they are. They are mad at him. Oh, yeah. And they did, they did have a closed-door meeting, apparently, yesterday, and I'm interested to see what that comes out of. But the meeting was before the game, and the Padres went out there anemically and didn't score till the eighth. Yeah, that's the thing, man. They're not, I mean, they're not scoring. They, don't, they just don't look good right now. That's why but, the National – in the NL, the only team I trust right now is the Dodgers. I, I still do have faith in the Mets just because when we do too. get into the postseason, they're going Scherzer to ground one-two, and that's really hard to counter. Unless the Brewers – Man, imagine if the Brewers could get some offense. Imagine if the Brewers, and I love Andrew McCutcheon, I always will, and I love Hunter Renfro, and they're having fine seasons. Yes, but imagine if the Brewers had a Nolan Arenado or a Paul Goldschmidt in that lineup with, with Freddie Peralta back now, with Corbin Burns, with Brandon Woodruff, with Devin Williams closing out games. I think they'd be a sneaky team, but, I mean, I just I don't trust them at all because of that lineup. So, for me, Dodgers, Mets, hate to say it, my third team, Cardinals. Cardinals. Mm, wow. Third team. Is that just in the National League or? Oh, yeah. In the NL. See, I'm going Dodd. I'm still going this. This is my power rankings right now. And the, and I think the Cardinals might be sneaking in the top five. But okay. right now, I'm, I'm still going Dodgers, Mets, Braves, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna still have the Padres at four, but the Cardinals are at five. That might be switching in a couple of days if the Padres don't get right. Because if the Padres continue to play the way they are right now, I'm gonna have to start fading this team. This team that should should very well get in the playoffs by several games. And then they still have one of those playoff spots. Make 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 no mistake. They're they're still up there. They're gonna be fine, but and I hope they're fine. But this is I'm concerned. How about that? I'm legitimately concerned. Same here, because you thought you were going to get that shot in the arm. You thought you were going to get that big boost with the T's coming back. And it didn't even really matter what he was going to give you those first couple weeks back. But just finding out he's not coming back this year. And you're not getting him back to pretty much the first half of next season either. I wouldn't, by the way, to answer your question, I wouldn't say I'm out on the Brewers, but I don't find it likely. I, I agree with you. I think the Cardinals are going to run away with this division going forward. Same here. Yeah, same here. But I, I will say this. The NL, I think, is a little bit more interesting than the American League. Like, who are you making the case for in the AL other than the two top teams? The Astros. Hey, Yankees are in free fall right now, though. Hey, hey, I know this is crazy, 